0: welcome everyone to the Ken Marchtaller Show where we examine real life challenges with a panel of experts in their field. I'm Ken Marchtaller, I'm a certified life coach and I'm here today with my good friend, Dr. Mutsa Magasa.
1: Welcome Mutsa. Welcome, thank you, Ken.
0: Um, Our topic is ethical intervention and in particular, how we can change the way our brain gets triggered, especially when it comes to racial prejudice. So Munza, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, maybe some of your uh, uh, background, uh, you know, sort of surrounding uh, the topic of, of today?
1: Yeah, uh, Ken, uh, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, usually when I talk about myself, one of the most important introductions I always make is where I belong, meaning my family. Uh, I was born in a small village in Senegal called Soringo, and I'm from a tribe called the Soninke. Uh, the Soninke, we believe that we belong to every race, every tribe around the world. And this is how I feel myself. Wherever I am, I know that I have a responsibility to be part of whatever is going in the land, especially building peace and bringing social transformation and advancement. So uh, besides that, I grew up in Senegal and lived in a few uh, many places around the world and worked also in many places and have been working here in Victoria at the university for the last 14 years and a half as the university's human rights educator uh, and also a specialist in uh, diversity, uh, inclusion and equity human rights and the partnership I'm also an associate faculty and I teach in the social justice program and also the intercultural studies and uh, uh, practice program, Uh, as well as I also work at UBC Center for Intercultural Communication for the last 14, 15 years. Uh, What I bring to this kind of conversation, it is not only my lived experiences of racism, but also my professional and academic work uh, looking at issues of social justice, human rights, anti-racism,
0: and intercultural conflict. Thank you very much, Musa. Um, so Musa, on, on Sunday, uh, June the 7th, more than 9,000 people took part in the Black Lives Matter Peace Rally in Victoria. Um, I know uh, I was there and uh, listened to uh, to the both yourself and, uh, you know, a number of speakers. Of course, we've seen the results of the US elections this past weekend. Um, can you kind of share with us how that might impact um, those, those uh, two events and, and, and other events that have happened uh, um, with them and how they might have a, an impact on your work in particular?
1: Yes. Uh, let's start with Sunday 7. Sunday 7, uh, 2020. Uh, and it was June. What happened there and what happened around the world is after the assassination, the murder on TV of George Floyd in the United States by a white police officer who put his knee on George Floyd neck for eight minutes and 46, seven and people were passing by and watching it and doing nothing. That is what triggered all of us. It's not only because it is a black man, it is it is a human being being coldly murdered by another human being. And I'm not even talking about the police officer who did that. I'm talking about the people like you and I who pass by and just watch and walk away. For us, that triggered to ask ourselves humanity, what is going on with us human beings? And the anger and the frustration, but the shock for all of us led us in the street. So June seven, which was a Sunday, I was part of that group in Victoria where there was more than 9,000 people. And the question we asked was, you see it, you hear it, and why we can't do anything? Why can't we as a society, the same way we fought sexism, We fought homophobia and we fought other injustices in this country. Why can't we do the same to stop the scourge of racism and systemic racism? So this was what we went for Sunday. This is what we still calling every one of you to stand up. Just close your eyes and imagine a world and a society without hatred, without racism, without bigotry just imagine what wonderful society it will be. Yeah, so, look at it. So this is what we want. So can as you say, the US election just came back to remind us that we still want you to be part of the solution. As you know, the election in the US have changed the landscape because the last four years, what the world have survived and experienced it is a bigotry and racism. And this election made us clear that it can change. And we hope that with Biden, it will change. And that the rhetoric in the conversation will be rhetoric and conversation of unity, of peace, of respect of our diversity and of wanting all of us to belong to the human race and treat it equitably. So for me, the US election just gave me hope it give me also reassurance that human being we can always change the status quo for a better and for a more just world
0: that's uh that's uh, you know um, interesting and, and, and really great that you share sure that those uh, those observations with us the I think the uh, you know the thing that I really uh, remember from the Black Lives Matter rally, the peace rally downtown, was um, just some of the stories that people shared. Um, they got up on stage, and, and and these were people of all ages. Um, uh, they weren't um, they weren't I would say there wasn't hatred there. There was um, really they were they were getting up and they were letting people know. Um, you know, this is what's happened to me. Um, And this is is what keeps happening to me. And, you know, I I just, I I just wanted to stop. And, uh, and I thought, I thought it was really, um, was really an interesting experience for me to be there and to be part of that. uh, Because uh, I think what happens uh, is that, you know, a, a lot of us that that um, believe that we uh, don't have any um, uh, prejudice or bias. Um, we we don't really understand or listen to what the message really is. Is, is, is that not true? Like the, there's there's a there's a message there, but we yeah. tend to try to you know we tend to try to come back with maybe maybe we'll offer you something. Yeah. will this will this make you happy now or and that, and that's not necessarily what everyone's looking for what what people yeah. are looking for is is just to to be
1: um, to treat, be treated equally not be judged by appearance <laughs> yes definitely can and we will never stop telling our story you know why because we untrusted you we trust people who we tell our story that they are human enough yeah. to do something. Yeah. We tell the story, not because we just want to entertain you with bedtime stories. No, we tell you the story because we believe that you still have humanity, that you still have the social responsibility you're supposed to have as a human being. We do that, we tell you the story because we know that you are an ethical person, that you are a human being. And that by telling you our story, you will do something. But as I say, during the rally, it is tiring. Mm -hmm. It is tiring for us, day in, day out, to go through what we're going through. Mm -hmm. To go through things that you know the people who are doing this to us.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Or you can talk to those people, you can reach them. You can close the tap, the water tap, to them, if they don't stop. That's what we want you to do. We don't want you to punish them. We don't want you to beat them. We just want you as a human being to do something. It doesn't mean that we can't do something. We are already doing our part. And we want you to take your social, ethical responsibility and do something. Because racism doesn't benefit me. It doesn't benefit you. As a human being, If I am let in this society to express my full potential, you will see how much I can bring to this community, to this society, and to this world. So this is what we want. That's why we tell you not stories to put you to bed, but we tell you the stories of our life, full of cries, pain, and blood. And only we do that because we still believe that you have enough humanity in you to say enough is enough and take action. So one of one
0: of the I, I also did uh, your anti-racism workshop uh, uh, a couple of months ago, and 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 uh, again, uh, you know, got it was very interesting. Uh, got involved in some some uh, very interesting breakout rooms, and and uh, you know, one of the. One of the things that you know, I, I think I um, you know, I was talking uh, with um, our friend Alex from Spanish Police, <laughs> who was there. Um, you know, we 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 were working on a particular case uh, in our in our breakout uh, group, and one of the things that, that came up was, you know, what would you do uh, for this individual that was being um, denied uh, access to you know to purchase some uh, some bread at a bakery and and you know one of the things that I I did uh, a few years ago was I I had I had a couple of friends and find that uh, they were um um let's see you've shared a file here (laughs) um that they shared uh, um Sorry that uh, a couple of friends that had shared some, I, I would say, some very um, um, hurtful things about people of color, and and I, I stopped, I stopped being friends with these people. And one of the things that Alex brought out is that we shouldn't stop just, well, just, you know, we shouldn't des- disconnect with other people. should help them to understand what we understand. (laughs) Mm. And, and I think that was one of the things that really hit home for me was that um, is that we if we just walk away from people, um, and we don't, we don't help educate them, then, then, you know, we're not going to help them grow either. Mm. Yeah. uh, So that was one of the things that uh, that came to me during uh, the workshop. And then you know one of the reasons why I wanted to do this um, this talk today was was my work in uh, you know, in uh, you know in life coaching, but uh, in particular in the area of neuro, neuro linguistic programming and, and working with uh, thoughts and how we can in, uh, you know intervene uh, in a thought and and actually. Uh, change uh, the outcome of how we're thinking and so we're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes but just before we do um, just to finish off with the U.S. elections uh, this weekend and I and, uh, um, think that a lot of people uh, have a lot of uh, hope for the new administration in a number of ways and uh, and, uh, and uh, um, you know I'm, I'm hopeful as well so so we've managed to raise some awareness on the, on the fact that racism does exist, and what, what I kind of wanted to look at was how can we continue to evolve racial equality? You know, so we look at the injustices, but, but really what the goal is is not the injustices, it, it's to, to make it so that <laughs> there is equality. so that yeah, is that not, is that not true so? So, what are some of that, from your perspective? What are some of the ways that um, people could, um, you know, yeah, I help think that, move things I, in that direction.
1: Yes, I think there is there is a solution. There is a way to move this. Uh, we need to go back to the to the school, to the primary school. We need to go back to the family, the dining table. We need to go back to ourselves, not only to our humanity as human beings, You know, to realize that. Any one of us, if you cut, we bleed, and it is the same blood. We just need to realize that we are no better than anyone else. We are all human beings. And that we all know, our books, our religious book, our whatever tell us that we are all from the human family. And it is important that we have these conversations, that we have it in a way that is compassionate, because we are not all at the same level that we accept to hear each other's out and to help each other to see that side of our humanity, that we are all human beings. Mm-hmm. Second, we have to think about as human being, we need also to educate our children. We have to control what kind of language we say around the table, what kind of attitude we put out there. Is it because we are fearing other people that we don't like them, that we are racist? Why is that fear? Why? Mm-hmm. You know, For example, if someone is racist towards me, what have I done to them? What kind of fear I caused to them?
0: Right.
1: Where did they get that idea that I'm a dangerous person? I think that's we really- all, yeah. We all can talk tales of past conflict and past violence against each other. But that doesn't mean that we have to hate each other for no reason. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to have those conversations, but we need to look into ourselves and realize we are in this all together. We bleed all together and we are going to die. But in between, there is better we can do. There is yeah. a better world we can create for ourselves and we can live to our children and grandchildren. However, I want to say racism is not for the future generation to fix, which is our responsibility to fix. That's why I'm in this job. That's why I'm doing this work in, because I believe that we can do it. And as you were talking about my next, my upcoming workshop, I I, I think I shared with you the file. Uh, again, I'm doing, also I'm so busy with everything, but I'm doing another workshop on November 21st, uh, a public workshop. On anti-racism and how to do anti-racism, how to fix this world, our world. So,
0: yeah. So, so I will say, yeah. So, so no, that's great. And so, one of the things that I, 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 you know, that came up, um, something that I, I, I had done quite often and don't do anymore, um, was you know, I would say. Something like I, I don't see the color of the skin, and and uh, and I know you've got a, a comeback for that one. You, you go, you say, you know,
1: are you blind, right? Yeah. and yeah, I mean, you, you need to see <laughs> my color because if you don't see my color, you can't hear my story and my experiences. Yeah, and I think what it is is that you know, you know, looking at
0: what what the intent is. The intent is is that. I, I don't you know what I what I personally do is I, I feel a person um, and and it, so it, it, that the color of skin um, or, or how someone looks doesn't matter to me as much as how they feel to me you know and this is what every human being has is they have that ability um, to Connect with people to feel um, the other individual, um, and 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 to feel, you know, to to empathize, to have empathy for for someone else, and and so I think this is the this is the thing that um, you know if when we look at that at that statement that people make is that there, I I don't think people really intend on. On, on saying I don't see something, but what they're really trying to say is that they see through it. Um, they see through it, and they feel uh, people. And mm-hmm. so, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, I, I know, uh, I know you uh, personally, Muso. We are neighbors, <laughs> and I've met your family, and and uh, you know, we, we so so. Um, but but I I know good people when mm-hmm. when. Um, <laughs> When i you know when i meet when i meet them and i also know uh if i'm i'm not comfortable with somebody and mm-hmm. it's and it's not not because of the, the color of their of their skin it's because because of what they're giving off and and, mm-hmm. and for some reason i don't trust them right yeah, so, yeah. And, but i think what is important and you and i talked about this uh and, and at one point was was that when you are um when you're talking to someone who is already feeling um, you know, that feeling like they've been rejected or 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 passed over or whatever it ha- happens to be how they're feeling, um, and you some of these statements, even though they're they're um, um, they're not um, statements that are meant to harm they can they could be worded a little differently um, so that the other person maybe understands what it is that you're saying and it just means you have to maybe think about things just a little bit um, <laughs> more before you say them and and uh, you know so so it's um, you know, yeah really, really you know, just for us to, you know, to again to be sensitive to um, someone else's pain and to, you know, we, we are to other people. Yeah. So, you know, so why not to everyone,
1: right? That's that's true. Ken, as you say, you know, uh, I can understand that someone want to make it clear that we are equal as human beings and say, I don't see your color because I see you as a human being. That's wonderful. That definitely I welcome that mindset. Yeah. However, it is important also to remember that in this statement, that we don't shut the other person off, that we don't shut them off because they have a voice. And for them, color might be more than just being human. It right. is also the indignities that they live day in day out. Uh, I give you an example, Ken, I was just uh, a couple of months ago at uh, Walmart. And, uh, you know, looking for a fishing rod. And I see this security guard roaming around me. And when I confronted him, he says that he was just doing his job. That he was not targeting me. I say, you're targeting me. Because before me, there was a group of three white kids who were here. Pulling everything and putting it on the floor. You were no nearby. And when I was coming, they were here. The moment they left, the three of them, here you are. And hiding on the corner and watching over me. Mm-hmm. And then finally he said, what do you want? I say, I want an apology. Because this is called the racial profiling. Mm-hmm. But his point is that I don't see you anything else except as a client. I agree. I'm a client. But I think he saw me more than just a client. It is right. why his attitude. But the moment he recognized that, I was fine. I was okay. I wish you were there or anyone of the people who are listening to us, and that you can take a stand, come in kindly, humanly, but make it clear to this man that there is more to his attitude than just doing his job. And that this is not how doing his job should be. If he was doing his job, he will treat every client equitably. Yeah. So that's why I say it's a conversation about race. We need to have it, but we need to be human and kind when we have in it.
0: Yeah. So well, let's talk about thoughts, okay? because this is really what it, you know, and this is where where um, where I'd like to go, anyways, uh, today is is. Uh, as I'd like to, you, know, you, you mentioned something uh, earlier, you said, you know, why, you know, why, where does this, where does it people learn these things? And, and so I, I think it's, you know, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, you know, I'm a racist, you know, they just, uh, you know, there's, there's something that they've grown up with, um, maybe in their home, maybe in their social circles uh maybe combination of both things uh you know um, but whatever whatever it is that they're, they're they're involved in things that reinforce that behavior to be
1: okay yes they and, they do
0: yeah and so so really what i know what really for me to look at things, any anything, to look at anything um, differently. I need to involve myself in, you know, in the areas that you know where where I can grow. And that just means, you know, uh, uh, increasing your circle, uh, uh, you know, uh, and and uh, you know, learning from other people, um, mm-hmm. like. Yourself, or like the people that spoke at the at the rally downtown, or, or whatever it happens yeah. to be, is really you know is, is is learning about people's actual experiences, and then you know really it, what that does is it really challenges our own um, our own beliefs and, and 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 values that we've maybe had instilled in us from you know from from when we were a child. Um, the thought process is really th- simple. Is is that you know, if you have a thought, it, it causes a feeling, and that feeling causes an action, and then the action leads to a result. <laughs> and so, yeah. if you can change the thought, then you know, then you're, you're the, the, those series of events change as well.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just- so, uh, can there is a there is a great uh, a great framework that explains this thought process. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is called The Ladder of Discrimination. And uh, it was developed by uh, Barbara Thomas and uh, Chris novo uh, in 1983 uh, called, in their book called Combating Racism in the Workplace. And what they say there is that, you know, when we think about beliefs and attitude, how belief and attitude combine, they create behavior. So Mm -hmm. the belief and attitude are usually developed and they're entrenched and they're reinforced what we call first our implicit and explicit biases. Our biases about people and about the world, if they are negative, they produce what what is called a stereotype. And stereotype is defined as a generalized perception how we perceive people, how we believe about who we are and other people are and what we expect of ourselves, the positive, and for others, all the worst things that can come with it. So the stereotype is in our head, it is cognitive. We think about it and we have the thought process. But as we say, that cognitive or thought process in our head that creates a negative stereotype usually move to what we call prejudice. What is prejudice? Prejudice refers to our attitude, our negative attitude and feelings about people who we see as different from ourselves. So prejudice is affective. It is how we feel about people. If stereotype is how we think about people, prejudice is how we feel about people. When we have negative bias plus negative prejudice plus negative stereotype, we go to what we call differential treatment, which is we behaviorally, we treat the people negatively. And the negative treatment behavior that we have towards other people is what is called discrimination. It is negative treatment. Discrimination is, again, when we think we are better than other people. And we think we deserve better than them. And we feel we are entitled to do the all bad things to them because we think and we feel and we are sure we can get away with it. Why? Because when you put all this together, oftentimes at the top there is a system. The system can be the law of the land the a country. It can be the constitution. It can be the culture, how people bang together, it can be the media, but the system is what protect those negative attitude behaviors and discrimination against other people because when we do all these bad things to people, we feel like we can be protected by the system and oftentimes we are because we end up with people who believe and think like us. Look just across the border and see what is happening. However, The reason for me I'm here in Canada is that I believe if Uh as Canadians we can stop comparing ourselves to the the US and really work in our backyard. We have a very good foundation to really change the status quo and dismantle systemic racism in Canada. But for that, we should not start thinking that we are doing better than the US. We should start thinking that as Canadians, we have a problem, we have systemic racism here and it is a Canadian thing. And as Canadian, we can resolve it. We can root it out, we can dismantle it. And I believe in that because either way as Canadian, we have something special and we have a wonderful country but that country needs to be fixed.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. So, so I know um, I can help People transition away from racism just through uh, coaching uh, and you know through the process of uh, you know when people want to move um, away from something uh, or to a goal, um, if they've made up their mind they want to do it, they they can do it. And, you yeah. know sometimes sometimes people need a little bit of help. Sometimes they can do it by themselves. So yeah. um, but I, I can I can do that. Uh, you know, I can definitely uh, coach people along that path. And but what I'd li- like to do is, is um, just uh, as we end here, just to to uh, ag- again talk about the uh, the course that you're offering uh, on November the the twenty first. Twenty first. Yeah. It's a Saturday. Is it? Yeah, it is a Saturday. And
1: okay. And time. Uh, Nine thirty to twelve thirty. I just send you the poster. Um
0: there it is. Uh there we are. Should I show that should I share that?
1: Yeah, you can share it if you want. I just have to download it first. You can share it or uh, if you make me co host, I can share it for you.
0: I could I can make you co host except I've already got this up, so uh, so oh, let's see, share the why don't I, okay. Let's make you the co-host, here we are.
1: Hmm? Yep. You made me co-host? I did, yeah. Okay, as a, as a co-host, now I can share this and uh, just speak to it uh, briefly uh, because the reason why I'm doing this work, Ken, is that because I know no one is born racist. You know, no one yeah. is born racist. We are all born wonderful human beings. And we can, all together, we can change the scores of racism. And we can really do something better than this. We can have a better world, a better society. Mm-hmm. And I strongly believe in that. So. We can unlearn racism because we learn racism. If we learn it, that means we can also unlearn it. And this is the message I I send to people. And this is a belief I have. It is why I do the work I do because of that certitude. And I have met a lot of people, you know, like you and I, and we just want to know what to do. And in my training, in my workshop, I provide those skills about how to do, what to do, when you witness or when you, when you face racism, or also how to be, uh, an anti-racist advocate, and, uh, yeah, and ally.
0: Yeah. Have you, so can you share that now? Or
1: yeah. So I can show it on the screen. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so here, here is uh, Okay, yeah, it's coming. Can you see it now, Ken?
0: It's coming. Uh, it says you started the screen share. There it is, okay.
1: Hmm? Can you yes. see it? Now?
0: You can see it, you might have to, to uh, shrink it down a bit.
1: Yeah, so on uh, in two weeks' time, November 20, 21st at 9.30 a.m., it is when I will be teaching this, uh, this upcoming workshop. Uh, and you know, one of the things I tell people is that if racism is learned, we can unlearn it. And educating ourselves to become an anti-racist is crucial in the world we live in because as Nelson Mandela said, education is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. And this world, you will agree with me, need to be changed. Mm-hmm. However, in order to change this world, we need to be the change we wanna see in this world. And this is what Mahatma Gandhi said. He said, in order for us to change the world, we need to be the change. So. Education will give us the opportunity not only to have tools to change things but also to change ourselves first before we go out to change things. I know oftentimes people like myself, we are out there, we are looking for learning, we are striving, we want to change, we want to you know disrupt systemic racism and we want tools and strategies to do that. That's what this, organ- this workshop is giving you so that you can do anti-racism work not only at the individual level with your friends and family and so on but also in our organizations and institutions uh i will say join me yeah join me on the november 20 uh, 21st how you do it it is simple just send me an email uh, can as you can see my email is uh, at the yep. bottom here yep. and uh, if you post this in your uh, in your things the email will be I'll just Anti-Racism Education at show.ca. Uh, it is not free uh, because I'm uh, working with other individuals who need this as a living cost. So it is not free, but we don't turn anyone down. So email us and definitely we will uh, we will see how we can accommodate. If you are an organization or you're coming from the same organization, you, ha- you are three people, we have a specific uh, way to accommodate. Uh, people from the same organization so that's uh, just as a bit I do Uh, and I want to say oftentimes when I meet people in this training uh, the learning is also for me Uh, I also learn and I want to learn more so I'm really looking forward to to your stories and to your sharing and also your knowledge and insights and also most importantly your ideas about how can we Turn this society and this world, and this Canada, in as a better place and as the best place in the world. That's what I want. I want to see us, this society and this country, to be the best country in the world, and also, this world to be the best ever possible we can have.
0: Well, thank you very much, Musa. I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today, and and uh, I will be sure to. Uh, to promote the, the workshop for you, I can certainly vouch uh, um, from, from my own experience that it's uh, it's well worth the, the amount of money that you're asking for here, and, uh, and I think it um, really uh, gives you uh, a good grounding on on you know on on what it is you're you're doing, but also what um, as an individual what you're what you're contributing
1: to um, to the cause. Okay. Thank you, Ken. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Have a good night. Bye yeah, bye. Bye, okay. yeah, bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.